You're listening to the Yakima Chief Hops Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to Bigger Than Beer on the Yakima Chief Hops Podcast Network. It is season two and we are absolutely stoked to be back talking with you all. We're entering on a new journey with Bigger Than Beer. We dedicated season one to women plus in the industry and shining a light on women in various fields of the hop and beer industry. And this season, we will be focusing on the critical topic of sustainability in hops and beer. It is a pillar of who we are at Yakima Chief Hops, and I'm honored to pass on the torch of this podcast to the amazing Levi Wyatt, Yakima Chief Hops Corporate Social Responsibility Manager. I'm happy to have you on board, Levi, and I couldn't think of a better person to be coordinating the discussion on this topic as you have dedicated your life and and your career to it. So welcome aboard. So happy to be here and really excited about season two. (laughs) Yes, and we're just happy to kind of kick things off as we kind of transition to this next chapter and help you all get to know Levi a little bit better and, you know, how he's taking the lead on this discussion. So I'm going to put him in the hot seat for this first episode, ask him some questions about sustainability. Uh, You know, Bigger Than Beer is a platform to discuss deeper topics of the hop and craft beer industry with the mission to create positive change, explore solutions, and highlight those who are actively making a difference. This season's focus is sustainability with the goal to promote, advocate, and educate on how we as a collective hop and beer community can protect our planet, step up as sustainable leaders, and create something bigger than beer. So awesome to have you on board, Levi, and I'm so excited for this next uh, season with you as podcast host. Um, So first, I'm just going to kind of dive in and ask you to tell me a little bit about your role at Yakima Chief Hops as Corporate Social Responsibility Manager. Absolutely. Again, so stoked to be here. Um, You know, I... uh been listening to season one for quite some time, so it's like really happy uh, and I'm excited to, to, to delve into season two here. But uh, yeah, you know, rewinding a little bit, I've been with Yakima Chief for three years now. Uh, came up through the corporate social responsibility uh, department, kind of overseeing our social and environmental um, initiatives and programs, working with various departments, which has been so much fun. Um, being able to like dive in deep with operations to marketing to our supply chain and even down to the grower level Um, but really looking for ways to be lean and green as a company and kind of put our company in the positive direction in which we want to achieve some of these goals by 2025 and some beyond that and some even before that so just trying to push our, our company moving forward so, so you've really been a part of uh, bringing that that sustainability mindset to Yakima Chief Hops or YCH as, as we commonly call it. Um, and so I, I, I want to learn more about CSR, uh, Corporate Social Responsibility. Um, what made you interested in working in the Corporate Social Responsibility or CSR field? That's a great question. Um you know, as a consumer of just goods in general, I tend to look at the stories and the voices behind some of the products that I purchase. Um, and for me, that uh, that company that comes to mind is like Patagonia, where they're leading in their industry, not only in the uh, retail space, but just on the global platform of doing business the right way. Um, and I really, really appreciate that kind of mentality for a business. So for me, stepping into this role, 
Um, it was a little overwhelming, but I, I took it on as like opportunity, right? To showcase the hop industry and the beer industry uh, in a different light. You know, traditionally we're talking about hops and that's amazing. That whole story is so, um, I guess, poetic in a way, you know, a lot of hard work, Absolutely. Uh, but adding a layer of not complexity, but just awareness of how some of these social and environmental cues kind of fit into play was really exciting and alluring to me. So I was really excited to, you know, kind of dive deep into it, um, learn a lot about the industry and how some of those learnings from both school and, you know, real world examples can kind of play into the role to developing programs for uh, Yakima Chief Hops. And um, we're not done yet. There's a lot of a lot of room to go here, but uh, I think we're off to a great start and I have a great cast around me to allow me the opportunity to do this. And uh, look at me now, mom, I'm on a podcast, you know? <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's one thing after another, really excited about it all. Yeah, and you know, before I, before I keep going with questions, I want to remind listeners that I've actually quoted Levi numerous times on this podcast. Um, I think one of my favorite is it's it's always a moving goalpost, and you always talk about that it's a journey. Um, and like you talked about, like we have these we have these goals, but we're not going to be done once we reach these goals. It's like we're going to adjust, and that mindset and that attitude, and then setting up the structure in a business to have that is, is just really awesome. And uh, I know Levi's a, a leader in that and has definitely impacted others as you know, I've now quoted it on a couple podcasts. So it's out there in the world. <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, you know, sustainability can mean a lot of things, um, you know, has so many different definitions, not all, you know, some of them are so applicable to a certain situation. It's a very broad term, but what does sustainability mean to you? Yeah, that is uh, so true, right? So it takes on a lot of different definitions depending on who you're talking to, uh, the current state of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, sustainability is kind of looking at where we're currently at um, and how can we ensure that we are doing no harm to impact the area, whether that be people or the planet, Um in the present day and age um, and kind of regenerate or, or move forward and sustain where we've been, you know, cause you know, historically the more production that happens, um, we're going to make an imprint on the environment and those people that are involved in this. So for us, it's just sustaining uh, where we, be, where we came from. And I, I always like to quote uh, just leaving the place and the people around it in a better position than, when we entered it, right? Absolutely. So um, looking at the long term, I know it's cliche, but uh, it's a generational kind of um, ideology of looking at, you know, we want this place to be in a, in a good state of uh, affairs for the future generations. So um, I, it is a very cliche answer, but you know, we want this place to be around for a long time. And for me, my definition for sustainability is just ensuring that we're leaving the place in a better place than we, uh, than we found it, so. That's awesome. I I do love that quote because I think it conveys exactly kind of what we work to do. It's it's not just like, you know, conservation, that's a huge part of it, but also like how do we help like minimize impacts too? Like there's there's a lot to it and I know you're going to dive deeper into that. Um, you know, and to provide some some background on on why we are doing this topic um and why Yakma Chief Hops is um so passionate about it. 
Um, can you can you walk through the commitments of YCH to be a sustainable hop supplier? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's extremely important. You know, we all have our our, our own personal passions and purpose, right? And it kind of starts there for Yakima Chief, and that's kind of the blueprint that I kind of walked into the door when I first entered this role. Um, we had our pride statement, which is our core values at Yakima Chief Hops. Sustainability is sprinkled in um, those core definitions, but for us, kind of setting the, the the tone moving forward, we looked at okay, moving beyond mission, um, what can we do on a day to day basis that can um, really make positive changes in not only our lives, but the brewers' lives that we're selling hops to. And then ultimately the growers' lives who are supplying the world with these amazing hops. So touching a lot of different hands here, um, but looking at that value chain. So along that entire value chain from growing season to operations down to the brewer, what kind of commitments can we make as a company? How can we step up and uh, do the right thing, use our business as a force of good um, to ensure that not only are we delivering on those quality hops, but they're also grown in a way that is, again, like you mentioned, Tony Lynn, not leaving a, a negative impact on the environment or at least minimizing, if any, uh, impact we have there. So, yeah, a lot of these commitments start, obviously, with agriculture in mind, uh, being a good steward of the land, being a good steward of your community. Um, so being conscientious of water consumption, land use, um, really linking up with those at uh, Yakima Chief ranches and the growers, who are coming out with different varieties that are utilizing the land in a more efficient manner, um, growing more hops on smaller plots of land, um, ensuring that those hops are going to be sustainable for not only the next growing season, but the next 50 growing seasons. Um, and looking at ways we can just be conscientious of the natural resources that we're using. So a lot of these are kind of evolving over time. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we're surrounded by pristine environment, so we want to maintain that, right? So looking up at uh, Mount Rainier or Mount Adams or just looking at the tributaries that, that feed our, our hop yards, we want to make sure that this is as pristine as possible because it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Uh, it's a beautiful place to have a business. And uh, so we're just trying to make sure that we're doing the right thing by creating some goals around those uh, environmental key points of water and land use and pesticides consumption um, to ensure that it, it stays that way. Yeah, you bring up a good point of we have a daily reminder. I mean, we're very fortunate to live in the Yakima Valley um, and, be, and be headquartered here. And it's you look out your window or you step outside and nature is right there. Like we're um, in a pretty, pretty rural area. And so it's a daily reminder of what our surrounding is and our responsibility to protect, conserve. And, um, and as you said, just work towards making it a healthy ecosystem for all, including people and, and whatnot. So it's, it's really cool to just learn and hear about it from someone who's, who's doing some leadership work in making these initiatives happen, um, at a business level. And also I know you're super entwined with the growers and, and how, how we do business, um, and, and raising these hops too. Yeah. I mean, I think you can't look at, uh, one component standalone, right, right. Awesome. So why, why, why is it important as a business to have a sustainable, sustainability focused mindset? Yeah. Um, I think if you're living under a rock this day and age, people are, 
they want transparency, right? right? So, uh, historically a lot of companies have said they've been walking the talk or, and, 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 and it shows that they haven't been, it's not been genuine, right? Right. Or, right. Um, and so for us, I think it's extremely important not only to showcase your commitment, uh, to your, from your product perspective, but also just how you interact with people on a day to day. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're selling hops for, um, to people that are making great beer, right? And they want to continue to tell that story. And I think they're more interested in using products that come from a place of, uh, nourishment and like in, 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 giving back than it is to just a handshake of a deal. So it's important to, you know, convey the story of how things are grown, um, being poignant about how little synthetic pesticides or whatever it may be that's causing uh, a negative effect to the environment. Uh, and being just transparent with that is extremely important. Um, but also just, you know, not just at that one component, but carrying that through to packaging, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to say you're doing the right thing, but then you receive something and you know, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. You know, so having that kind of hat of sustainability on you throughout the entire, I, I always say value chain, but you know, your supply chain, um, you're looking at different characteristics that could influence your decision as a consumer or your decision as uh, a business partner for why you want to um, look at uh, certain components of, 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 of your business in that green light, I suppose. But um, backing up a bit, I think it's just important for, for companies to look at sustainability in a, in a mindset of how can you be efficient with the resources you have? How can you um, be mindful of the impact uh, all the way throughout uh, the value chain? Um, ultimately providing as least burden to your customers as possible. Um, and just, I think it's just, it, it's a, if it's done correctly, uh, you'll able, you're going to be able to save money along the way too, right? So operational efficiency, efficiency pays for itself, um, providing packaging that is sustaining. It's going through a recycle process that's turning into something else. It not only makes you feel good, but it's a, it's an opportunity to, kind of meld our industry uh, in with others. And so I think that uh, in terms of definition of sustainability, it's kind of moving forward and passing that down. Long-winded answer, but as you can tell, I'm a little jazzed up about this subject. Um, but I, it, it, it's, it's important. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, at YCH, we have um, our corporate social responsibility report, which you have been a, a key uh, player in, in making possible and in tracking the the progress, holding us to you know measurable goals, mm-hmm. setting those goals, and then setting a like a base standard, like just putting into place like where do we start, mm-hmm. How, you know, which is no easy task for uh, a business of of this size. Um, and so I kind of want to learn more from from your mindset there to share with listeners. How do measurable goals help you in YCH leadership in the progress of being a sustainable leader? Why is that important to have measurable goals? Uh, accountability, right? It all comes down to accountability. Because um, if you're not writing it down, it's not in your train of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not writing it down, it's not internally shared. Therefore, uh, top-level management isn't. Um, involved in, in, in 
in this as a, uh, a directive. So I think writing it down, making things tangible and measurable are extremely important. Um, and it's okay to be lofty too, right? Like, um, you know, being complacent is something we don't want to be associated with as a company, nor myself personally. Uh, I always want to push myself. So I have a hard time kind of winding down at the end of the day. So I, whether it's walking the dog or going for a hike, I need to, I need to do something, you know, to keep myself active. Um, and that's no different for how I see the day-to-day work at YCH. Um, you know, we've hit a goal of, you know, installing solar panels. What's next? You know, like, are we going to have renewable energy? Uh, is that just going to be hit with the solar panel? No, like we got to look a step further. Are we going to make purchasing power agreements with our energy companies? Um, these are things that we're writing down as opportunities, um, to, to make improvements, but I, I challenge, and this is something I listen to on, on my own, uh, whether it's podcast, uh, or just reading in general, but, uh, what gets measured gets managed. And I truly believe that. So, um, really holding yourself accountable. Um, I recommend using a pen as opposed to pencil. So that way it stays on the paper. Um, and you can set yourself, uh, up for some, some, some amazing goals. And I think, uh, amazing things happen in the, in the long run, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how, you know, uh, an idea can evolve into a, a campaign or, um, for us, that was chief commitments, right? So for yeah. us, it was, all right, there's, this is kind of the, the way we want to move as a company. This is the way, this is the pulse of our company. It's taking into consideration all steps along the way. What makes sense, you know? So there's no carbon copy. There's no cut and paste solution for um, for us as Yakima Chief Hops to say, hey, it worked for them. It's going to work for us. No. Nope. Right. <laughs> so I wish it was that easy, you know? Yeah. And maybe I, uh, I would job security, I guess, I guess I'm, uh, you know, creating more work for myself, but at the end of the day, I think it's moving our company in the right direction. And, uh, chief commitments is, uh, an extension of that, that idea that was put on paper that evolved over time to, to really put some tangible goals into. Yeah. And it gives clear direction to, to employees and, and community of like what we're about. Mm-hmm. And you can always use it as like a, I always say it's like the, um, the lighthouse. You know, I can always look to that and know I'm on the right path if, if that's the direction I'm going. Um, you know, one thing that kind of sparked in my mind when you're talking about that accountability and, and creating those goals, and if, even if they're lofty goals, but getting started and writing it down, it's kind of like an audit, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to know where you're starting at and it might strike some questions of like, oh, I didn't realize we were using that much water mm-hmm. until I've done the research and I have found out what the baseline is. Oh, I didn't. No, that's what our, you know, our, our packaging was, you know, or how much it costs or what, you know, whatever it may be, it may strike up more conversations about how you can improve as a business, as a brewery, or what, you know, whatever it is, um, by just getting the conversation going, just kind of doing a self-evaluation um, and then starting from there, like, okay, what are some things that we know, we know we can do better at, mm-hmm. um, and let's now make them happen. And there were some things that are like high, higher goals that like, oh, if we're really pushing, we can get this done too. Yeah. No, it's, it's eye opening, right? Yeah. Like you start kind of peeling back the layers and you're like, oh, there's something here. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's something really here. <laughs> <laughs> start elbowing the people around you yeah. and you're like, okay, wow, we have something here. Yeah. Um, I mean, for us, I think a prime example is, um, waste right like mm-hmm. we uh we throw away a lot of stuff as as people but uh as a company we go through a lot of material so doing an audit of our dumpsters to say like hey 
we're throwing a lot of stuff away here that uh, should be going in the recycle bin. So Mm -hmm. um, even before I started, there's a lot of recycle bins throughout the office space. Um, We now are capturing returns when it comes to cardboard recycle. Um, Amazon is, you know, frequenting our our company with a lot of packages showing up, right? And so recycling those in a manner, um, keeping as much out of the waste stream as possible. But I think that's a, it's also a fun, um, slightly gross, you know, depending on your quiz level. But uh, a waste audit is a great way to really live that mission of being a sustainable company because once you do a waste audit you're not going to want to do another one for a long time (laughs) Um, but uh, you learn a lot along the way so it's 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 very enlightening once you find out uh, uh, what's going in what channel but uh, your way of putting it as an audit is very true and and i want to dive into why we're focusing on this topic this this season why is this important for the craft beer industry to be thinking about, to be talking about, and to be hopefully taking action on? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I believe, you know, at the end of the day, again, we're all just just people trying to do the right thing. And with that idea of thinking, how can I leave this place better suited for the next generation or my kids or my kids' kids, it becomes real. So, you know, you have some sort of uh, personal connection of doing the right thing. So whether you're uh, you know, in the, in the back of the house, actually brewing the beer or you're in the front of the house, slinging beers up front. Um, what decisions can we make, um, as a business to ensure that we're staying true to that long-term goal of keeping this place in a better, um, place than we found it, but also, um, purchasing items, making sure of like, uh, our conscientious, um, disposal of, of materials, um, it's important because you can kind of tell that story. We can only do so much at, you know, square one, it gets passed over to the next person in that value value chain um, cycle and they run with it. So um, I think it's a competitive thing, but also uh, a collaborative effort too, right? Like, hey, this worked for us um, and sharing those stories because as an industry, I think we want to be the best that we can be Um, and the only way to do that is to share those lived experiences, um, with each other to kind of challenge us to do better by each other for each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too about, uh, you know, just the transparency, like from, um, you know, supplier to, to brewery and then to customer. I mean, the interest is there at the customer level. I want to know where how you operate and where you get your materials from and, you know, what kind of practice is that? Um, so it's a really a communication tool to, to, to your customer, right? Um, you know, this is how, this is how we operate. Um, and I think that only increases, you know, how, how you are welcomed into a community. And anyways, we could go on a tangent on that, <laughs> but that's, that's actually what season two is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, so what is something, you you personally bring to the CSR practice at YCH. Oh man, um, you know I hate talking about myself, but uh, putting you on the, I told you I was putting you on the hot seat. Yeah, um, you know, for me it's just uh, the energy and the passion that I have that comes behind. This is like a very genuine thing for me. It's not a forced. 
uh, role. Um, we're not just trying to check a box here. Um, I feel very grateful and blessed to be in a position that I am to kind of hold those own personal values that I have and share within my own network and my community here in Yakima. And, and as I move about the, uh, the area kind of instill those in how I purchase my, you know, everyday items. Right. So for me, it's, uh, I think, that, that drive and energy that I kind of bring to the table, uh, it takes a special person, um, to work with everybody within the department. Um, I try to approach that with, as an opportunity to meet more people. Right. So, um, I don't know, no, I don't know everybody's name in our company, but I'm, I'm getting very close. <laughs> close to that. Right. But, uh, it's important because at the end of the day, we want to demonstrate that this is a, a commitment of the entire company. So for me, kind of leaning into like my own like uh, personal character uh can can I, I can put that forward into the work that i'm doing yeah absolutely you talked about working with other departments it's um a very collaborative approach and that also i think from from what i have observed and gotten the opportunity to talk to you about um over the time we've worked together is how we don't just do it on our own. Like we, we pull in other partners. We're having uh, lots of deep conversations, you know, with growers, with other businesses and just picking anyone's brain. Uh, but I just want to hear a little bit more about the collaborative spirit that you have really imparted in the corporate social responsibility, uh, area for, for YCH. Yeah. Um, no, I think in order to make a sound decision, it's nice to educate yourself. And I think that's one thing that we do very well at Yakima Chief is leading with education. It's non-biased and it's uh, got factual evidence to back you up, right? So, um, and sustainability, again, going back to that question, what is sustainability, has many definitions in a lot of different languages too, right? Mm -hmm. So the collaboration isn't just here in the Pacific Northwest. It right. touches all four corners of the world. Um, the world is not flat. I just like to use that <laughs> reference, um, just for the record. Um, don't, don't worry, we're not putting conspiracy theorists yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we but, just lost a, lost a quarter of our listeners yeah, right dang there. Yeah, it. We'll, we'll earn them back somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at like different countries and what's, what's, what's material to them as a business over, overseas, I think is extremely important. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, it's easy to, to get so comfortable in your own area, but like reaching outward and looking at that uh, collaborative approach from a geographic setting is, is extremely important too, because culturally there's differences and, you know, like we can pick up on that and make uh, better decisions based on those people that we interact with. Um, but for us at Yakima Chief Hops, we've learned a lot just by uh, playing the humility card, you know, what can we learn? Um, how can we make uh, serve you better as a customer. Um, and, and for me in particular in this role of sustainability, um, can we look outside the United States at, uh, at leaders in outside industries to take snippets of, Oh, wow, that really is, uh, a mission worth like driving. Right. Um, and, 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 and moving towards. So, um, just asking what works and what doesn't, um, it goes a long way and it also shows that you're open, to learn more. And, you know, some of that stuff kind of comes around in terms of the form of a, a collaboration, right? So, um, say we 
we ask a question. Um, I always think of the Pachachilla podcast. Yeah, I was going to ask you for some examples. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So, Rodrigo down in uh, Mexico has done an amazing job of just networking, right? Yeah. And so, for him. So, Rodrigo is our our, uh, Yakima Chief Hops uh, regional sales manager down in Mexico. Um, just for, just for reference. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just know him as Rodrigo. Exactly. But <laughs> exactly. He's um, famous. He's famous. <laughs> he and I actually both went through Neo. So I have a special connection to oh, this guy. He's yeah. a, an amazing human and he's doing amazing work in his community. And I think that's Absolutely. what kind of that CSR component of it mm-hmm. all is, right? Like not just our local area here to Yakima or wherever you're listening. Uh, it's outside of that space too. And so, um, really taking an idea of, you know, how do we give back in terms of conservation work um, and, and putting that into a reality, right? So for him in the Pachachella uh, collaboration, um, he's taking his background as a biologist and his love and desire for, for all things nature, and he's providing a platform for this nonprofit organization um, to get exposure and to educate the world on the importance of conservation in the rainforest in that specific part of the world. So with this collaboration with um, a few breweries, they're able to generate income uh, based on sales to support this cause. And it's really cool. Um, It's an amazing opportunity. um, And we'll get to learn a little bit more about that later in the season. Sneak peek, everyone. Sorry, Rodrigo. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. But that's just one of one of many examples when, you know, using dollars and that, that slogan of using your business as a force of good yeah. um, is really actually happening. So yeah. um, I love I love that example. It's really cool. And, I, and I'm excited for you to dive uh, deeper into that later in the season. So that's good. Um, so looking at the bigger picture mm-hmm. from, you know, from where we stand as, you know, a hop supplier. Why is sustainability, why is this important for the hop or agriculture industry in general? Well, I would start off by saying if it weren't for environmental practices uh, and sustaining kind of the land in the, in the best way we can, we would not have crop year 2023 to look forward to, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's very important to be mindful of your inputs as a grower and just in the agricultural industry of how you're treating the land. We tend to use the word or terminology, environmental stewardship, Mm -hmm. um, working with nature as opposed to against it. Uh, Through our Green Chief program, we are leaning into those environmental growing practices uh, to ensure that, again, we're growing for the next 50 years, but we're also um, doing it in a way that uh, is putting less of an imprint on our current surroundings as possible. And so for us in the agriculture industry, I think it's very important to be mindful of that um, and educate yourself Um, because as we know, things change from year to year um, and just being top of top of mind, educating yourself continually. Uh, So I I do want to ask you a follow up question because I heard you mention Green Chief program. Can you kind of explain that program? Um, so, because I, I do think it's probably going to get mentioned probably several times throughout season two and just a little background into what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, green chief program is a cornerstone of our company. Um, it's, it's a, it's a program founded by not only our growers, 
us at Yakima Chief Hops, but also us at uh, Yakima Chief Ranches. So looking at the way we're growing hops from the beginning of the growing season, starting in early January, all the way through uh, pre-harvest meeting. We're, we're meeting on a month-to-month basis to discuss topics that relate to um, how we're growing um, the hop year to year, um, looking at ways that we're receiving bales to ensure that they're in spec so we can store them in an appropriate manner and how, how we can process those. Um, but also it's just a way to get people together to share common stories and, and, and educate each other on making the growing team, which I consider our team being all of our growers and uh, that we work with in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, and, and beyond. Uh, how can we deliver the best product, but how can we do that in a way that uh, doesn't threat the environment in which we grow? So uh, You were talking about how important it is that there's that collaboration between between growers, and I know we're kind of diving off, but this has really got me <laughs> lit up here, uh, that there's a collaboration between gr- growers, and to kind of explain why that is important, uh, you know, these farms are multi-generation farms and so they're learning you know from their previous generation and the previous generation they're handing down this information and what green chief has done is all of a sudden brought everyone to the same table and said how do you do how do you do this and all of a sudden like oh well we do it this way it's like oh and they talk about pros and cons and what have you experienced when you've tried this oh this was our experience and all of a sudden what you have is you know farms helping each other improve which is only beneficial to the entire industry which is only beneficial to the entire quality of hops in general um and to the sustainability of hops in general so i just i love that point that you were talking about of bringing growers all together under green chief it's it's super important super unique and that's why it's it's a really uh, hallmark thing that's been done and it will be continuing on in the future who do you look up to in the CSR field or the CSR space? Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of, a lot of people, uh, I think, in the industry that kind of hold the, uh, the mantra of, of doing the right thing for the, for the company, but also like on personal uh, ideologies. But uh, for me, Yvonne Chavard, uh, founder and CEO, uh, former CEO of Patagonia, uh, would be who I would look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, as a dirt bag in my former life of just, you know, hiking and biking my way through, uh, the mountain West for, for years and years, um, there was a passion there and that kind of instilled at a young age with my parents, but, uh, we're surrounded by so much beauty and there's gotta be a way that we can preserve this for the, the longevity of, of, of our lifetime and beyond. Um, and so for him to start a, a company founded on those same principles, um, and then expand outwardly looking at, uh, philanthropic ways to network and ensure that other people can get as excited about this as, uh, as he is by creating 1% for the planet. Um, was, it was just truly, uh, a, an amazing story to read about. And he's an amazing person. He's got a lot of books out there, um, worth, worth your time for sure. But, uh, he's definitely one of the, the top, uh, um, role models I have in this space. That's awesome. Uh, kind of tying into to my next question, what are some great resources you would recommend to listeners, whether it's a podcast, books, documentaries, 
articles or, or social media accounts, uh, if they're really interested in this topic, where would you point them that you found inspiring or powerful, motivating or anything like that? Yeah, I think that's, there's no shortage of, of, of material out there. But for me, uh, in this space, I really kind of lean in on a, it's called Green Biz. Um, and it's a, it's a free resource that you as a, whether you're in a big or small business, you can tap into and there's resources on starting a sustainability program, a, a chartering a, a committee or how to go to zero waste or looking into renewable energy. There's all these resources that uh, I've found fascinating and, and, and have found some real value in. Um, there's also a international standard of sustainability professionals. I think that's uh, a good opportunity for people to kind of plug themselves into a network. It's, uh, I think a low cost of $10 a year annually, but uh, a lot of resources there as well. Again, sustainability and CSR is a very collaborative approach. And so getting yourself involved in networking with people is extremely important um, as you can not only learn new things for yourself, but you can allow your company to move in a direction that you didn't really think was it possible. Um, so those are two great resources. Um, and I guess my, my favorite book that I'm reading right now or just finished this last summer, uh, it was um, authored by Porter Fox. Um, it's called The Last Winter. And again, kind of tapping into that, that personal side of me being a, uh, a mountaineer, a skier, and just an outdoor activist. Um, it's a great read for people that have a tie to the Pacific Northwest and beyond, um, kind of talking about the landscape and how it's changed over the years and how climate change has affected that, um, whether in a smaller or bigger uh, manner. Um, but it's also just a captivating read to, to listen to professionals throughout the industry, um, specifically in outdoor space, uh, reading about how this has empowered them to be more of an advocate in their community. And I hope to do that uh, as I've completed that book. But as I, as I move forward in life, I just, I think the best way to advocate for yourself and in, in a cause is to stand up and, and uh, make some noise. And so hopefully some positive change will come out of it. But that book was uh, definitely inspiring. And I, I walked out of reading that book with a, a new air of confidence and taking on the world. Cause I think in this space, it can sometimes be kind of doom and gloom. Um, but you know, that's for the faint of heart. I think we can really do some positive things here and leaning into your starting at the local community. Um, that book really kind of painted this roadmap of, of being an advocate in your community. Yeah. So. And I'll, I'll add my own in Levi, uh, I'm not going to say he made me, but he <laughs> highly encouraged me to watch the documentary Kiss the Ground yes. on my way to, I believe it was the Hop Growers Convention or maybe CBC. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. It was a long plane ride. It ended up being amazing and really changed how I um, looked at soil mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, so that would be another one that uh, Levi passed on to me that I found to be very eye-opening. It's also got a great title, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great movie, um, talking about regenerative agriculture yeah. and, uh, yeah, such a, such an empowering movie. Yeah. You're going to be host of season two of Bigger Than Beer. What are you most excited for and what topics can listeners look forward to learning more about? Yeah, we got a great season ahead of us. I'm really excited uh, to be here, uh, have the platform to talk about some really important issues that I think 
all of us can find common ground on. Um, but on tap, you know, if I could use a beer reference, uh, we're going to be talking about just beer collaborations in general. How can you make them more genuine um, and impact, like whether it's your target audience is a, a local community or, or global, what makes that successful? Um, we'll also be talking to uh, environmental advocacy groups um, and how can you take on the responsibility to kind of share that message in your own network and beyond. Uh, that'll be a fun one because that's kind of a frontier that we're kind of new to here at Yakima Chief and we've gained a lot of great insight on that journey as we've uh, started it about a year ago. Um, and then also looking at just operational efficiencies, right? So sustainability comes into mind uh, when you talk about being lean and green. So what are some opportunities to improve your operations uh, starting from the ground floor all the way to the top? Um, and then also establishing principles, creating reports, uh, like managing those goals and setting those goals and objectives in a way that uh, can set you up for success. So like we've got a lot of great people on, on tap for this season and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, each week is going to be something different. There's going to be a lot of laughs and I think a lot of learned uh, experiences that we're going to share between myself and the host, but uh, it's going to be a wild ride and it's going to be full of fun and and some cheers along the way. Say so maybe a few few beers along the way. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the nature of this podcast, right? <laughs> well, before we close, I I just want to express my my thank you thank yous to all the guests from that we've had on the previous season. Um, our gratitude for all those who have been listening. Um, you know, we're, we were incredibly honored to be nominated and to achieve a. Uh, a crushy award from the craft beer marketing awards for bigger than beer. Um, and I think that's a total testament to the guests that we've had on inspiring women in, in various fields of the hop and, and beer industry. And I'm super excited for what's ahead. I think that we're, we're moving forward in such a positive direction. I know Levi is going to lead us there for season two. And I'm, I'm very excited for this next chapter. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going, you know, behind the scenes a bit. I'll be around, but I just want to say thank you before I close off and, and turn the mic over to Levi for season two. Thank you so much, Tony Lynn. Uh, <laughs> big shoes to fill. Uh, winning a crush in year one is just by far. Well, I had to throw that gauntlet down just like to say like, all right, <laughs> expectations are high, Levi. No, yes, <laughs> I am. I'm clammy hands over here. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I am so incredibly happy to be sitting in this room and uh, you know working with tony lynn over the years uh but really taking over podcast season two here of bigger than beer i'm really excited so um you know ending today as uh, an introduction um, i really just want to say to everybody here listening um together let's create something bigger than beer um buckle up because season two is coming for you woohoo cheers <laughs> Woo!